Life can be many things to many people. What do you want your life to be? In this exclusive Spotify podcast, discover the art of living with Gurudev. My name is Dash Shakur and I am very happy to welcome you to this exclusive that I've been talking about for days. Today I am pleased and very humbled to be in the presence of Global Peace Ambassador founder of NGO The Art of Living, a man who has been able to spread the word and the gospel of happiness across nations across the world. He's here in Ghana. His name is Gurudev Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. Hello, sir. Hello. I am honored to be with you. Thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome to Ghana. How is it so far? Are you liking it? Very good, you know. Ghana is part of our uh, world family so I feel just I've just come to a part of my own home. When I put up the interview announcement I got a lot of questions about now who is Gurudev? And I said to them, "Oh, he's a founder of Art of Living, you should look it up." And they're like, "Yeah, we've seen his videos a lot on Instagram, but really who is he?" And I said, "I'll ask you when I see you." So who are you? This is a question I want everyone to ask themselves. We are not just what we do. We are much more than what we think we are. You know, we put on many identity to ourselves. I'm a father, mother, brother, sister, a husband, wife, or I am a businessman, a policeman, or you know, we usually associate ourselves with our beliefs, our profession, and our background but we never sit and ask the question who am i truly am i the body am i the mind i am the thoughts i am the emotions so when we go on this journey completely new dimension opens in our life hmm. and that's what i have been talking and that's the secret for happiness see when you really realize that uh, you are much more than the identities that you put on. There is unbounded freedom. And that freedom brings happiness. Okay, that's very thought-provoking. I have an exercise to do when I go home today. So, you said discovering who you are is the secret to happiness. Got it. All right. Just before this conversation began, I had a quick conversation online with a lady called Na, and I asked her, are you happy? She said, no. And I said, what do you need to be happy? And she said, well, my landlord is evicting me from my house today, and so if I could get somewhere else to go and stay, then I'll be happy. And I've been thinking about that between the conversation and now. Is there a universal rule to happiness? Is it possible to achieve that happiness? Yes. Now, see, life is not without challenges. Life poses many challenges. In fact, so many challenges on a, uh, on a daily routine sense. But we forget that we have handled such challenges before also. It's not the first time a challenge has come in front of us. So, when you look back at those challenges, you know how you have come out of it. 
so this will also pass so i want to tell you one more thing see if you are given 10 compliments and one insult what would you hold on to naturally i'll think about the one thing that didn't go right <laughs> so in life if if there are 80 good things and there are 20 bad things that happen our mind blows the 20 into 2000 yeah nobody at home or in school taught us how to get rid of tension how to handle the mind when it is stressed that's where our ngo our art of living foundation teaches uh, techniques tools and techniques for people to handle their mind Mm-hmm. how they can take the help of their own breath and change their moods and not feel a victim of bad moods a victim of bad moods interesting so you're saying that no matter how bad things are in my life i can still feel happiness when you see the problems are smaller and you can handle that for that you need to get that confidence i can handle this problem okay so for all these people who are watching us right now or watch this video later who are feeling overwhelmed people on the verge of suicide on the verge of giving up what can you tell them very simply on how they can right now as they watch us overcome this difficult emotion and feel happy i'll give them just simple four steps First of all invoke the valor inside of you. You have overcome many difficulties in the past and you say you can do it in your life. Number 1 invoking the valor. Number 2 see life from a bigger angle. In the past you have overcome difficulties know that you can overcome this one also and learn from others the third one see there are people who have bigger difficulty than you mm-hmm. so when you commit yourself to share and solve with others your problem will appear small if you are just thinking all the time about yourself your problem becomes insurmountable but if you open up and see what's happening in the world and you see you're not alone in your problem and the fourth one i would say believe in your mind power you know there is a saying as you sow so shall you reap put more positive seeds in your consciousness okay so that um, your mind you know start attracting more positivity than negativity is that real it is today uh, world over this has been um, proved and there have been number of experiments which has said the power of mind the power of meditation the power of breathing okay you know our programs are in about 101 universities in america united states of america yeah it's all for credit so um, when people do these breathing exercises meditation they are able to master their mind they are able to smile they are able to uh, you know get over their tension and troubled times <laughs> it almost feels like magic yeah <laughs> like it it is um i get that 
But let's take this lady who I just spoke to, for example. She feels that, you know what? Give me money. Let me solve this problem. Then I'll be happy. You know, there are real things that are, look, I need money to pay my hospital bills. If you give me that money, I'll be happy. I know I, I can think happy thoughts and I'll feel better. But how about the money? Will I feel better and the problems will go away? The problems will still persist. So how do I reconcile the power of my mind in feeling better with the actual problems that stare at me in front of me? You can go on asking money for anything, for everything from many people. And it can keep you in a perpetual state of dependency. But if your mind is strong, you will find ways to make that money. You will find ways to borrow the money and give that back. You will not just go and ask for charity. You will say, I have the power to earn. I have my, I will stand on my feet and I will manage my life. That confidence will come up in individuals. You know, this is what we need to teach our young, young people. You know, um, not to live their whole life on charity because you can never be happy if you are just living on charity. I'm not against charity. We must do charity. But charity, apart from that, expecting charity in order to be happy is a very bad trend. Okay. Is the door for misery. Okay. I, I should say I really appreciate how calm you are all the time and the seeming happiness that you constantly exude. Has there ever been a time in your life when this calmness or happiness was challenged? Has anything shaken the foundation of your personal happiness? So far, our techniques have been very, very effective. So such a situation had not happened. Never in your life? Never happened. So far. Hmm. But I can't say in the future. Have you felt sorrow? I do feel the pain whenever I see others in sorrow. It's not that you become insensitive to others' misery. In fact, you become more sensitive to others' misery. That's why we do a lot of service projects around the world. Okay. We are taking care of many poor children in the world, you know. Yeah. Women empowerment, children, you know, education. Yeah. And uh, working in the conflict zone. Yes. I followed some of your work in Russia and Ukraine and I thought, that's like really selfless. This is what life should be about, helping people who are in distress. Yeah, in Syria, we, you know, we took about 3,000 children from Syria in the war zone and helped them to rehabilitate. These kids never want to go to school. They were so scared of bombs and our techniques and all these processes, course, help them to get out of those traumatic experience. Yeah. Well, that's great. I, I should ask you, though, do you recall a time when something upset you, when you got angry and maybe for a moment could not practice the mindfulness that you, you have lived your life observing? When our peace talks in Sri Lanka failed and then 50,000 people were wiped out on a yeah. single day, I can't say I was very happy on that day. It did touch me. I mean, we were part of the peace negotiations and some people did not 
accept and agree to come for that in a day. As I said, you know, but I see life in a much bigger picture. Yeah. So nothing has drowned me so far. Though I am very sensitive to people suffering, but I am not totally um, shaken, by shaken or thrown out of my seat, thrown out of my balance by any of the sufferings. You often hear young people say that, you know, I need someone who will make me happy when they're looking for a relationship, a romantic relationship, you know. I'm not happy in this relationship. I'm looking for someone who will make me happy. See, is that possible? There is a joy that you get when you get something. There is a better joy, a mature joy that you get when you give them something. So when you give happiness to others, you get much more happiness. So in a relationship, if two people are committed to give happiness to each other, they will get more happiness. But if two are trying to pull happiness out of each other, it won't last too long. They'll end up in a different state altogether. So in any relationship, there is always giving first. Taking is there, no doubt. But giving must be more than taking. Then it will be healthy. Would you say that's the secret to a loving relationship? Or is there something more powerful than giving? I think the very nature of love is giving. The nature of lust is taking. Okay. Love is giving. Love is total understanding. One may find it difficult to find such a state in, uh, in a not normal, not today, but not impossible. It is possible if your mind is free from stress. Otherwise, you know, when you are stressed, you you start bickering on all small things. Yeah. So, we must teach our population what I call as mental hygiene. Mental hygiene. Hygiene. Remove the stress from your mind. How do you do that? Through the breathing techniques, breathing exercises. By breathing in a specific way mm -hmm. that you teach, you can remove stress from your mind. Correct. Is this for the moment while you are practicing it? No. Or it, no, it's like taking shower. When you shake, take shower in the morning, no, the freshness continues, yeah. right? Till the evening. Until you need to take another shower. Another shower in the evening. Okay. So like that, you can do this twice a day. Ten minutes in the morning, you do your breathing techniques. And then evening, five, ten minutes, you do it. And you find yourself in to totally different space. How do you feel about prayer? Is it possible to achieve all that you preach through prayer or they have different values. Prayer gives more inner confidence, faith in a bigger power, God and all that. That's okay that they should have. But when you do your breathing technique, it only makes your prayer more authentic because it's not that you sit and say some prayer and your mind is all over the place, you see. That doesn't happen. The breathing technique helps you to calm your mind and pray from your heart. Okay. okay. So, if you're able to use the breathing technique 
with your prayer, you'll be able to do it even better and deeper and have a deeper you connection. Can do it, yes, better. Okay. Prayer is like asking God or thanking God. Mm -hmm. But meditation is saying, I'm here, I'm ready to listen. Okay. So meditation is okay. a deeper connection. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You have infinite wisdom. How did you get to be this way? Is it divine? Is it through learning? I would say infinity has all the wisdom and we are all part of it. Can we all be <laughs> as wise? <laughs> oh yeah. Or is it? Everyone has access to infinity. It's not exclusive to anybody. But not everyone is. Not many people are. Uh, yeah. That, that is a different thing. How can we? But access is there for everyone. Okay. <laughs> but I'm still really curious. How can I? tap into this infinite wisdom? How can I know all things? Do you read a lot? Is it something that comes to you through meditation uh, or is it through your interaction with people? Uh, I think the middle one, what you said is right. Everything comes to me through meditation. I don't read at all. You don't, I don't read, read at much. all? No. Very little. Uh, meditation, of course, I do every day. You have over 23 PhDs. It's all out of, you know, whatever comes to me through intuition, <laughs> I speak and, and then that is compiled as books and whatever. Okay. This is something that people often say to me. Um, you need to read the room. You need to read this person. You need to figure out their energy. People want to start a romantic relationship. They bring a friend to meet the guy and you're supposed to read them. Do you believe in the ability to do this? Is it something that See, uh, we can learn yeah, to do? Yeah, you can read someone. Yeah. But that is a very small part of someone. How can you truly because know someone? They, because every human being is like an ocean. They have infinity within them. There are many, many talents within them. There are many traits within them that you may not even know. Like you don't know yourself because you have so many virtues, so many good qualities. You don't know when, what quality will come out of you. So the whole thing is from knowing to acknowledging we don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Gurudev, what's your position on good and bad. And I'd ask the question this way. There are people who um, believe that they're good, okay? But they might do some things that appear bad. And I've had people say over and over and over again, you think I'm a bad person, it's fine, but I know that I do good. Does doing good, in your opinion, um, insulate you from all the bad things that you might have done? Unknowingly bad things happening through you. You didn't mean it, but you insulted somebody. Not intentionally, but by you not attending their party, the person got insulted. Just for example, I give one example. This is something. Without your intention, you hurt somebody. Yeah. Some, many times you can't do anything about those things. Because you come to know only later that someone got hurt. Yeah which was not your intention at all. Second thing is, uh, if you are hurting somebody, that means you have done it 
even if you think it's intentionally that means you are not okay you are hurt so only that you are passing on to others right yeah so you are not mentally sound per se third it is easy to quickly judge and label somebody you are the good or bad yeah and it's not that simple life is much more complicated so you have to take see life from a very broader perspective only then you know that's why it is said no you are in bible it is said judge not that that you may not be judged that you may not be judged. so just passing judgment itself is uh, stifling for you okay less for the other person and if you turn back and see most of your judgment have been erroneous i said i was going to ask just one but maybe a couple more okay. a lot of people aspire to meet you and to see you and to learn about you and all that you teach for everyone who meets you gets the opportunity to meet you what do you as a person hope that they take away from the meeting you know i never felt i met a stranger or someone from a different country ever in my life wherever i go i feel i am part of them and they also have felt like that nobody has ever felt or even uh, at least have told me that they feel some sort of distance from me or a wall between us you know that's very true yeah so i feel one with everyone so does everyone feels with me here we are talking the same language yeah. but see like when i go to countries like south america where i don't speak the language or russia for instance and there is such closeness and such a bonding um, they feel and i do feel with them okay. you know like a place like mongolia it's so far away at 67% of the population they have done the art of living and uh, they don't speak english and they are so they feel so close to me me too to them and same with uh, in argentina and terra del fuego or bolivia or any country I, you name it so that's one thing that uh, i know when you give love it comes back to you 10 times multiplied last two do you feel that you are truly accomplished in this mission that you're on i'm not looking for any accomplishment i only want to share what i know and i'm happy that uh, I do my best to share what I have. Okay. I learned from that. And finally, how can I be a better person? Why do you want to be a better person? You are already the best person. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. The best is within you. Okay. It's not going to drop from somewhere. you only have to clear a little more cobwebs little more stress out of you as a child every child has come into this planet as a pure uh, bundle of joy mm-hmm. a bundle of goodness you know god has created everyone as complete in his own image
you must remember these words. And so, don't try to be perfect. Recognize you have a perfection within. Thank you. Thank you so much for this conversation. I really appreciate Thank it. You. I've had a great time and I've learned so much. Thank you. Hope you liked the episode. Follow Art of Living with Gurudev only on Spotify to get the latest updates.